It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. And on this episode, we're going to be rounding up some of the latest reports with regards to Arsenal, the transfer window, any potential incomings, of course, potential outgoings are on the agenda as well. This is our first of two live streams today. Uh, big hello to everybody who is joining us live. Big hello to those of you who will be watching this back on replay. And of course, our loyal audio listeners. Hope you guys are all well uh, too. Uh, I was going to say well as well, but that sounds a little bit weird. So hope you guys are well too. Uh, right, we're going to kick off uh, with the big story today. And the biggest story I would say uh, around Arsenal is that the club are said to be in talks with Luis Campos, of course, Luis Campos, the former sporting director at Lille. He's a bit of a super scout, is Luis Campos. That's what his reputation says, uh, and he's somebody who could come in and potentially uh, take the very top job, help steer Arsenal in the right direction. He's been credited with discovering a number of uh, household names over the years, most notably, I guess, uh, would probably be Kylian Mbappe. Uh, so he is somebody who, you know, would be, I think, very, very good for the football club. I think we talk a lot about the um, the need to bring in players this summer and we talk about the need for the Cronkies to back the club and the Cronkies to put their hands in their pockets and make sure that Mikel Arteta gets what he needs over the course of the transfer window. But we often overlook the fact that it doesn't matter how much money you throw at something. If you make the wrong decisions, if you sign the wrong players, if you sign players who are not fit for purpose, then you're going to end up in pretty much the same position. And, and ultimately, Arsenal's situation now is, is, an, is a kind of is a knock-on effect of Arsenal getting those decisions wrong over the years. It's never been about Arsenal not spending money. Arsenal have spent money, you know, maybe not as much as we'd like, maybe not as much as some of our competitors, uh, but you can't get away from the fact that Arsenal have actually spent money. They've just bloody spent it poorly. But what does that mean um, with regards to th the way things are currently set up at the Arsenal? So we know that Richard Garlick has come in, you know, we know his role is going to be a little bit more um, technical, financial, contracty sort of thing. Um, and we know that Edu and Arteta are working very, very closely on Arsenal's recruitment. Uh, but it seems to me like you're looking at two guys and and listen, I, I like Mikel Arteta um, and I like, you know, I like Edu. You know, I remember Edu playing for Arsenal. I remember what a, a lovable character he was. He wasn't even always a first team starter, Edu. He was someone that would come in and out the side, but always did a really good job always really reliable, scored some really important goals and was a bit of a cult hero. So I love Edu, right? I want him to succeed. But you've got to be realistic and you've got to look at the current setup at the football club because ultimately success 
will be bred right at the very top of the chain. If the very top of the chain is right, is efficient, is competent, then that will filter down and you get success on the football pitch. And I do look at Edu and wonder if he is, uh, you know, qualified for this job. If it was Arsenal going out on a bit of a whim and, and saying, you know, well, he's got the history, he knows the club, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll have him. You know, and, and to a degree, you can see why someone like Edu, who who made quite a name for himself working in kind of technical roles over in Brazil, um, would have appealed to the football club. But we've got to be realistic and understand that Arsenal need to move forward. And for Arsenal to need to move, uh, for Arsenal, sorry, to be able to move forward, perhaps we need to uh, bring in someone who can work not instead of Edu, but alongside Edu and Arteta, who's a little bit more streetwise, who's a little bit more experienced, who's got a history of picking out players, talented players, and turning them into, into beasts. And you know what Luis Campos has done incredibly well for um, for Leo over the years is been able to identify players who they've then gone on to sell for major, major money. And I talk a lot about Arsenal needing to kind of go down that route, Arsenal needing to make signings that are low risk, but potentially have high reward, and then being able to move those players on after a number of years to be able to keep that wheel kind of turning and keep Arsenal churning out players and, and moving forward as a football club and achieving what we need to achieve on the football pitch. But, you know, yes, that's the way we, we need to go, in my opinion, but can we go that way with just Mikel Arteta and Edu at the helm? Or do we need someone who is more experienced, who is more wily, who is uh, streetwise and who can steer that ship? You know, often two people can can kind of share ideas the way Edu and Arteta seem to and be quite, uh, you know, quite sort of definitive in the way that they want to move the club forward. But sometimes having that third voice, uh, someone who can put the cat amongst the pigeons, someone who will ruffle a few feathers and someone who has the clout to come in and say, no, I don't think you should do this. I think you should do that. I should think you should do it that way. I think that can be productive. Yeah, there'll be debates. Um, behind the scenes. But I do think that for me, when we're in a position where we're not going to be able to go out and spend an absolute bloody fortune, I think we've got to, um, you know, we've got to be a little bit smarter. We've got to play it clever and we've got to bring in these kinds of people. I think, as some of you have rightfully pointed out in the chat, if Arsenal were able to bring Luis Campos into the club this summer, that could prove to be Arsenal's biggest bit of business, um, you know, that, uh, you know, over the course of the summer. And I genuinely believe that it would be that sort of game changing. You know, I think we've tried to do this in the past where we've tried to bring in, um, you know, players, sorry, uh, people at director level who have had experience. You know, you saw Raul Sanley come in. It wasn't the right fit. We brought Sven Mislintat in and we kicked him out the door too quickly, in my opinion. So a lot of Arsenal's problems right now, and I'm not saying they're, they're the sole issue, but a lot of Arsenal's problems right now are because of that uncertainty at board level. And it's why I always take, it's why I take quite a bit of the blame away from Mikel Arteta at times, because the environment in which he's being asked to work just simply isn't fit for purpose. Could he have done better? Of course he could. 
can. Um, of course, he could have. Of course, Arsenal's squad is more talented than where it finished. And I totally acknowledge all of that. Um, but I do think that for things to change properly, for things to start moving in the right direction over a longer period of time, we need to make these kind of appointments at the highest level. And that experience, that know-how, those expertise will filter down. And listen, Edu and Arteta are both at the beginning of their careers in those kind of roles. You know, Edu hadn't done a role specifically like the one he's doing at Arsenal prior to joining the club. Um, Mikel Arteta had never managed anybody before. So these are two guys still in the evolution stage of their careers. And having someone like Luis Campos, I think, would benefit them massively. Um, the news was was reported today by uh, French... Uh, journalist over at RMC Sport, uh, Loic Tanzi. And this is what he tweeted. He said, and I'll just translate it for you. He says, Luis Campos will not join Nice. Um, however, Luis Campos is still in discussions with several clubs, including Real Madrid and Arsenal. The Portuguese is attentive to the development of other European clubs as well. So Luis Campos is keeping his options open. And why? Because he can, because he's got such a brilliant reputation. Um, you know, he's he's picked out players uh, in the past. He's picked out players who have, you know, gone on to, to brilliant things. And I'll just pick out uh, a few of them because uh, there are a couple um of note, and you know, of course, Campos has has achieved brilliant things not just at Lille but at Monaco too. Uh, Kylian Mbappe is one of the players that he's been uh, heavily sort of credited for discovering, uh, and there's a few others as well. I've just lost the page I was looking at. I'm, I'm sure I'll bring that back in just a moment. But yeah, um, I think this could be massive. I think this could be huge. Um, Ekene in the chat says, uh, Harry, you are complaining over something not that relevant. As usual, you make a mountain out of a molehill. Anyway, you are a journalist. Um, I, I don't know what it is that I'm sort of making a mountain out of a molehill on. I, I do think that Arsenal are very experienced. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. I do think Arsenal are very inexperienced at the very top level. You know, Josh Kroenke doesn't have a clue how to run a football club. Edu's got very little experience in comparison to some of his peers. And Mikel Arteta is a very inexperienced manager. I don't know what it is you think I'm making a uh, a mountain out of, but I genuinely think that if the recruitment is to improve, things need to be right at the top of the club. There needs to be certainty. There needs to be a settled group of people who have a clear strategy upon which Arsenal can follow and look to get back to where they need to be. Uh, Ashton very kindly uh, brings out the list of players that, or some of the players that, of course, Luis Campos is credited uh, with finding Kylian Mbappe, Bernardo Silva, Jean Moutinho, Bakayoko, Fabinho, and, of course, Anthony Martial are just a few of them. Uh, he's also brought in huge money by being a really good negotiator um, during his time at Lille. You know, he's brought in... Big money for the likes of Ossiman, for the likes of Nicola Pepe, who we ourselves paid for. So we know he's got that uh, string to his bow as well. So I don't see how this could be a bad appointment. If Arsenal were to get it over the line, I think it would only be positive. The issue here is that, you know, Luis Campos's reputation is so good that he's been linked with a number of other clubs, one of which is Real Madrid. And we all know what an incredible pulling power Real Madrid have. And I actually think that a project like Real Madrid uh, will appeal to Luis Campos because, of course, they are a club that obviously have the, 
you know, the, the reputation, their name, um, the history, the clout, but are not quite where they want to be at the moment. So that might appeal to him. You know, he'll probably feel that after some years in French football, he's worthy, um, you know, of, of being handed a role at, in my opinion, the world's biggest club. But equally, Arsenal is a project too. And that is why I still retain some hope that if this is indeed true, if Luis Campos is in discussions with Arsenal Football Club, that we could potentially persuade him to come here and to, to use his expertise and show off what he can do uh, in an environment um, that he's desperate for change and that he's desperate for some experience, some experience that Luis Campos would undoubtedly bring to the table. Um. I want to get you guys' thoughts in the chat. I know this, this, I can see just from sort of glancing at it, there's mixed opinion on this, mixed view on this. Will Luis Campos uh, bring anything to Arsenal? Would he uh, be able to come in and turn Arsenal's fortunes around? And if so, are Arsenal even capable of getting that deal over the line? I think Brad makes a really important point here. And I think people like Luis Campos, who see their job as kind of, being in control of of transfers, of recruitment strategy, of transfer negotiations, of basically overseeing the sporting elements of the football club, want to have a say. And I completely agree with Brad in his comment when he says, I think he'll have more of a say at Arsenal than Real Madrid. He absolutely would, because of course, the structure is different. In Real Madrid, uh, Florentino Perez calls the shots. That's how it works in Spanish football. The president has the final say on most things. Uh, so I think you're right, Brad. I think that might be something that Arsenal could push to him as a kind of selling point. You know, what's our selling point? Our selling point is uh, that we would give you more control uh, over a project that clearly um, needs some work and clearly needs taken forward. Because at the moment, we're, we've hit a bit of a brick wall. And, you know, I've defended Mikel Arteta throughout the season. And as I said at the, the top of this show, I do believe that Mikel Arteta has had some difficult circumstances to deal with. And I don't think it's because he's a bad manager. You know, I don't think it's because Edu is, is particularly bad at his job. But I think at a club of this size, you need some experience. You need uh, a bit more know-how, if not as the only voice, then as one of the voices. And at Arsenal, I think we've maybe gone wrong in, in giving those two all of the control, um, given they're both relatively inexperienced. So the only way to rectify that is not to ask Josh Kroenke to get involved in making decisions, it's to bring somebody in, in the ilk of Lewis Campos. So I'm quite um, optimistic about this. If it would, if it can get done, if it happens, I think it would be a good thing for Arsenal. I think we should, uh, we should welcome him uh, with open arms. Um, Guna Loop says, I would be absolutely buzzing if he joins us. Afterling says, Luis Campos is the best. Um, Neil D'Souza goes back to the kind of issues at Arsenal. And while we're in the position that we're in, it says inexperience in management, recruitment and finance is the result of Arsenal's downfall. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Sam says, uh, why would Real need him when they only want to sign Galacticos and not hidden gems? Well, perhaps they can't afford to sign Galacticos anymore, or at least not multiple Galacticos like they did in years gone by. I think they'll uh, be looking at kind of not completely changing their strategy because they're Real Madrid and there's a demand for them to go out and act in a certain way in the transfer market and bully people into selling their best players. That's just the Real Madrid way. But they may see that they probably need to focus a little bit more on that scouting side of things and try and identify talents a little bit earlier so that they can 
keep competing at the very top despite their financial um their financial challenges at the moment. Uh, Anurag says, I think we need a major overhaul at the top, middle and on the pitch. What do you think would be the best area to address first? I think obviously, look, we need to, we need to do business with regards to those on the pitch because that's the only way Arsenal are going to improve immediately. Uh, but equally, you know, if the Cronkies are going to invest, you know, they keep telling us, be excited. If they are going to put their money where their mouth is and I'm not holding my breath, then it's important that the people at the top are right so that those decisions that are made the high value decisions, the likes of the Nicola Pepe signing, etc., are the right decisions and not the wrong ones. Because, you know, at a time like this, Arsenal cannot afford to waste money. Arsenal cannot afford to spend excessive amounts of money on average footballers. We need to be, um, you know, we need to be bringing in players that are going to improve us, but also have a sell-on value and also have potential to improve further um, so that they can develop as we develop. Uh, Luke Williams says, we need to be ruthless. Bring him in. Thanks for your time, Edu, but we're going in a different direction. We want the best. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, we do need to be ruthless. Our football clubs need to be ruthless. You only need to look at Chelsea to see that ruthlessness works. Um, and, and, you know, and, and that's that. Uh, Xander says, missed the beginning, but read last night he was close to joining Nice. It would be good to get him, though. Yeah, um, the report coming out today um, says that he's not joining Nice, which is interesting. But we're, like, we're going to have to wait and see, of course. It's no guarantee that Luis Campos is coming to the club. But we have been told uh, by reports from France that, France, sorry, that he is in negotiations with Arsenal, among a number of clubs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we can get uh, get him over the line. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Kieran King says, revolving door at Arsenal. Is there even a plan? You start to wonder, don't you, if they're going to continue to make these changes behind the scenes. But on the basis of what this last change behind the scenes has meant, and I'm talking about Edu coming in and Mikel Arteta uh, becoming manager, we haven't really seen the benefit. I'd argue they probably need a bit more time for us to really understand what it is they're trying to achieve or what they're trying to do. But, you know, equally, as, as a couple of you have pointed out already, if we're going to push forward, if we want to see Arsenal get back to the top as quickly as possible, we do kind of need to be ruthless. And if a better option comes along and you're not completely 100% convinced about those currently in place, then I think you need to act. If you're, you know, if you're not seeing the results yet, but you still firmly in your heart believe that Edu and Arteta are the people to take us forward, then by all means, you stick with that. And I'd have respect for the club if they were to do that. But, you know, there's got to be a point where, particularly when results aren't as you'd like, where you go, hold on a minute, there's a better option out there and I'm going to make that move and get it done. So that's my bit on uh, Lewis Campos. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys uh, watching us a uh, little bit later on as well on the replay. Get your thoughts in the comments. Um, and uh, yeah, always interested to hear your views. Don't forget to smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Uh, let me have a look uh, where we are in terms of uh, in terms of likes. I can see at the moment there are 233 of you watching us, but we've only got 43 likes. Let's get that up to 100 as quickly as possible. That would be really, really helpful. Helps the video, helps the channel. Um, so come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Chris says, uh, hey, H, do you think these Campos talks come from garlic? Maybe. 
maybe I'm not, you know, we read what Richard Garlick's role was going to be when he was announced as he was coming in, but I'm not really sure how that, you know, how that pans out realistically or what that means realistically, how much of an influence he has over this kind of area. So it's all good, you know, putting a job title on paper and we see that so often, don't we? But um, I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, how this uh, how this plays out and and whether he has, he is someone who is is playing a role in these uh, alleged talks between Arsenal and Luis Campos. But the answer is I I don't really know, my friend. Um, I don't really know what exactly his role is going to entail. As I said, I've read it, I've read the job title, but it just seemed like a load of you know a load of corporate talk to me. Uh, but we, of course we'll we'll see over time. We got to give him a chance to get his feet under the table. And, uh, and of course, see how that moves forward. Right. Uh, a couple of other bits and pieces uh, to touch on today. Again, Arsenal are being linked uh, with the Israeli winger Manos Solomon. Uh, that report is coming out from TV5, again, an Israeli outlet. Um, and I say again because they have reported that time and time again over the last 12 months or so. We were heavily linked with Manos Solomon. Last summer, nothing came to fruition. Um, I'm not sure that a player in his position is necessarily the priority for Arsenal this summer. So I'm going to take that one with a large pinch of salt. Uh, in other news, Lord Bentner, as he was known, has uh, finally, um, I say finally, I mean finally, because he's just been knocking about doing pretty much nothing for the last couple of years. Uh, but Nicholas Bentner has uh, announced his retirement uh, from football at just 33. And I say, as I say, I say finally, because he's just been, you know, a nomad for so long. He's just been kind of a journeyman going around from club to club and kind of focusing on his kind of lifestyle more than his actual footballing career. Uh, so Lord Bentner's hang up his boots. And someone asked me earlier on today, what was my greatest memory of Lord Bentner? And you know, he's done a lot of crazy things. He's wiped his genitals along the side of a taxi. He's got caught drink driving on the wrong side of the road. Um, he started a bust up in a pizza joint when his credit card didn't work. And then onlooker had to buy him a slice of pizza. Um, you know, there's there's so many crazy stories about Nicholas Bentner, but my obviously standout memory uh, with regards to Nicholas Bentner was that header he scored against Tottenham Hotspur proved to be the winner in the North London derby. It was his first touch off the bench. So I'll always remember Lord Bentner as he's known uh, for that really good player um, who just never fulfilled this potential in my opinion, because of other issues. You remember he famously told everybody that he was among the best strikers in the world. And I feel like that was a stick that he was hypothetically beaten with throughout the remainder of his career. Uh, but Nicholas Bentner has retired uh, it's a shame because he could have had a better career. Uh, but as I say, there's plenty to remember Nicholas Bentner for, if not football. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'll live long in the memory. Bit of a cult figure is old Nicholas Bentner. Uh, let's move on uh, to another report coming out of Italy. This one is with regards to um, to uh, Sead Kalasinac. Now, Sead Kalasinac uh, is, of course, due to return to Arsenal this summer and uh, has one year remaining on his contract. But Arsenal fans who want to see the back of him will take encouragement from the fact that Napoli are said to be interested in taking the Bosnian uh, to Naples. So we could uh, see Ser Kalasinac leave the club on a permanent deal. We could see him end up in Serie A. So keep your eyes uh, peeled on that one. Just a couple of bits doing the rounds uh, in Italy with regards uh, to Ser Kalasinac and that alleged interest from Napoli. 
but it's being reported by various sources, which suggests there must be uh, probably something in that. In other news, uh, Chris Wheatley has reported that Arsenal are expecting Emil Smith-Rowe to sign a new contract, but we're going to save that talk because we're going to do an episode, especially on uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, that that sort of a report around his new contract and any other transfer rumours or transfer talk that surfaces uh, between now and our stream later on today. So we'll focus in on Emil Smith-Rowe's impact since coming into the side and talk a little bit more about him and what the future holds for the England man uh, as well later on. So we'll hold fire on that talk. But for the last few minutes or so of the stream, I want your questions. Get some questions in the live chat box for me uh, to pick up. And uh, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Myron Phillips says, uh, what is a campus, Harry? Uh, I would say uh, a campus is uh, something that we don't have. And that's an, uh, a, a director of football, a sporting director with experience and a proven track record of bringing in uh, top, top players. <laughs> um, what else have we got here? Uh, Ashton, with a really random question. In your light of, in light of your gardening expertise, should I maintain a lawn or go with paving or decking? I've got no gardening expertise. You only need to look at my garden to know that. Uh, but I would always go with paving or decking, much less maintenance. And that's what I'm all about. Um, John Wayne says, would Campos be working with or instead of Eddie? Well, that's not clear, uh, if I'm honest. The reports suggest uh, that Arsenal have opened talks with Luis Campos or claim that Arsenal have opened talks with Luis Campos um, and that it's probably going to be with a view to a kind of director of football role. Um, you know, you look at um, Edu and, and Edu is kind of, well, Edu's role now is is technical director but again, it's one of those where I don't know how how much, you know, I don't know what that means completely in terms of practically, you know, on paper, he's a technical director. But does that mean that if Luis Campos was to come on, there would be a a clash? There would be two players, uh, sort of, I say players, I mean, two players at board level, uh, sort of trying to pull in different directions and and would that cause a problem? And therefore, does it mean that Edu would be no longer needed if he was to come in? I, I don't know. Um, but I think if Luis Campos was to come in, it would be with a view to him taking a really uh, stronghold of, of recruitment. And, you know, outside of that, I don't really know what Edu does. You know, Vinay Venkateshim is also there, who I'm, I would imagine takes more care of the commercial side. So perhaps there would be a clash and perhaps that would spell the end of Edu at Arsenal. But, you know, I, you've kind of got to put sentiment to one side in a situation like this. And you've got to focus solely um, on what's best for the football club. And I think that, um, I think if I'm honest, that, that I would rather Lewis Campos, given his track record, was in charge of transfers than Edu. Despite me loving the guy, despite me uh, seeing him as a cult hero, despite me having great admiration for what he did for Arsenal as a player, you know, somebody experienced comes along, somebody with a proven track record, then you've got to you've got to go with that. If it's a choice of one or the other, if we're able though um, to to have both there, then I think Edu learns and potentially takes up that role uh, solely by himself later down the line and can develop, but also brings what he brings to the club. 
which is a good knowledge of the South American market, a good relationship uh, with some of the game's most prominent agents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think in an ideal world, I'd like to have both. Uh, and, and I think the more voices, there's a fine line. You don't want too many voices, but I think if you've got a few, then that debate is healthy and it will only help Arsenal move forward. So I'd like to see them work together. But if it's a choice of Campos and Edu, I think you've got to just, you've got to just go with the man who's the better fit for the job. And Luis Campos's history makes him that better fit. Uh, Big thank you to Innie for your very kind Super Chat donation, mate. Thank you so much. He says, hey, Harry, with Campos, I think Arsenal will be closer to being a better run club. Completely agree with that. Um, and you only need to look at sort of the success that uh, the clubs that uh, he's been with before have had whilst he was in charge in terms of being able to identify talents, bringing them in, seeing them have a big impact on the team and then moving them on for big money and securing uh, the future of the club. Or, or trying to secure the future of the club. We know Lille's situation now is precarious, but that's not down to Luis Campos, who's brought in players for next to nothing and sold them for huge amounts of money. Right, just having a look uh, where we're at in terms of likes one more time before we go. There's over 300 of you watching live right now. So make sure if you haven't done so already, you smash that like button. We're currently on 93. I'd love to get to 150. It only takes half of you to hit that like button to get us up to 150, which is massive and uh, gets the video in more people's sight, gets us higher up the rankings. And of course, if you're new to the channel, make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening via the audio, make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's always helpful too. And I'll be back later on with another stream in which we'll do a bit of a Q&A session as well. Uh, a bit of a longer Q&A session, I should say, because this one uh, wasn't long enough. But Got to get back to work. Got to keep rooting through the transfer news. Got to keep uh, keeping you guys up to date and sharing my thoughts uh, with you guys, which I can't do if I don't really know uh, what the stories are all about, where they're coming from, the origins of them, etc., etc. So I'll catch you all a little bit later on with more. And until then, take care. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry.